Director, we have a code red. Dr. Poison, the lethal and heartless villain with dreams of destroying the world, has escaped from prison. Welcome to Secrets for an Awesome Life. You ever see someone living a pretty awesome life and wonder, man, do they know secrets that I don't? Yes, yes they do. And this podcast is about those secrets. I'm your host, Joey Massio, certified life coach, educator, and counselor for teens and young adults. Welcome to my show. Hey everyone, I am super excited for today's show, but I do have one announcement that I wanna make. The Firmly Founded Teen Program is officially one year old. Woohoo! Uh, we are absolutely loving it over there. We have more video courses than ever, including a new course about mastering emotions. Teens have said that our weekly virtual training rooms are so much fun and extremely helpful, and we're giving away prizes like never before. And if all that wasn't enough, teens are also getting one private coaching session a month with a professionally certified teen coach. It's truly an amazing program for any teen who wants to strengthen their mental health powers and create more success in their life. And I'm telling you all this because the price for the membership will be going up at the end of November from $47 to $57 a month. So if you've been thinking about signing up, I wanted to let you know that the price is going up and that you should sign up before the end of the month to lock in the current price. So if you sign up now, your price won't ever go up. Uh, but if you wait till December, it will be at the higher price. Now, the first month is still free to try out to see if the teen will like it or even use it. So go to firmlyfounded.com slash teen to sign up today. And now episode 56, Cheat Codes. Newt Greenlee walked through the doors of the CIA's top secret extra advanced headquarters. It was his first day as an official spy, and he was uber excited. It wasn't just the cool suits, the dangerous missions, or the whole saving the world thing that he was most excited about. It was the partner he was assigned to, Dwayne Dapper. Dapper was the CIA's top spy, and Greenlee was lucky to be assigned to him. He was hoping to learn everything he could from Dapper so he could be a super famous spy one day too. Greenlee walked into the briefing room and the place was buzzing with tense energy. Analysts went back and forth between computers. Large screens flashed maps and red warning signs. And sitting calmly amid the chaos was Dapper. Hello, Agent Dapper. I I I'm your new partner, Newt Greenlee. Greenlee stuck out his hand. Dapper rose and gave him a firm and welcoming handshake. A pleasure, but I'm afraid we'll have to skip the icebreakers and the getting-to-know-you luncheon. Dr. Poison has gotten a hold of some nuclear weapons. You and I will be getting right to work. Dr. Poison? Greenlee could hardly believe it. Well, I, I thought he was in a Russian prison. Was is the key word there, Agent Greenlee, said a strong voice from behind him. Greenlee turned to see Director Pamela Surley, the head of the CIA. He either escaped or was let out. My money is on Putin opening the door for him. Both of you, my office. 
Greenlee followed Dapper and Surly. Surly looked at Greenlee seriously. This mission is critical, so you're getting access to top-secret information way above your pay grade. This is only because Agent Dapper vouched for you. Don't screw this up. Greenlee looked to Dapper, who shot him a comforting wink. Uh, yeah, understood, Director. I, I won't let you down. Either of you. Surly dropped a thick black book onto her desk in front of Greenlee. This is a comprehensive set of instructions compiled from all information, intuition, and past historical data of the greatest spies who have ever lived. It's been cross-referenced, connected, and compounded by the smartest AI computers in the world to create this book that you see before you. We call it the Black Book of Cheat Codes. Dapper stepped up beside Surly. Few people in the world know it even exists, and even fewer people have gotten to see inside of it. And this, Greenlee, is your copy. Greenlee stammered, Whoa, wow, I, I'm, I'm honored. Don't be honored, be useful, snapped Surly. You and Dapper are going to use this to save the world today by stopping Dr. Poison. She held out the book to him, and Greenlee took it. As the helicopter took off, Greenlee leaned over to his new partner. So, we need to find out where Dr. Poison is hiding. I figured we could reach out to all known associates and... No need, said Dapper. We've already found him. What? How? Dapper held up the black book. Easy. His location was in there? Pretty much. Dapper opened the book. The villain location section, section two, is a handy one. You see this grid here? If the villain calls himself Doctor, and if it's in November, then you cross-reference it with the type of weapon he has, in this case, nuclear, and voila, there's a 97% chance he's in a volcanic layer in the Pacific Ocean. There are only seven villain layers that fit that description, and a quick satellite and thermal scan showed us he's on the island of Savai in Samoa. Greenlee was impressed. Wow, that, that was pretty easy. We'll be there in a few hours. I'm going to take a little nap. And Dapper closed his eyes. Okay, um, I, me too. But his nerves just wouldn't let him. So Greenlee spent the flight coming up with plans. They were dropped off a few clicks away from the lair and made their way through the tropical landscape. They arrived at the volcano before nightfall and located a metal entrance door built into the rock. It was locked with a fancy-looking keypad. Greenlee whispered to his partner, Okay, I say we hide in the bushes until someone comes in or out, and then we sneak in through the door. No need to, said Dapper, approaching the keypad. Open the black book. Greenlee came up next to him, holding the book. Um, okay, what section? Locks and passcodes, section 7. Dapper surveyed the keypad and found a name embossed on the bottom. The brand is Farmington. Ten key, no display. Greenlee scanned the cheat codes. Okay, let's see. Uh, Farmington. Uh, a ten key with display with... Oh, no display. No display. Here it is. It says to jam a knife between buttons 3 and 6 and hold down the one button for five seconds. 
Dapper did so, and the door popped open. Greenlee's mouth hung open. Amazing. The two spies made their way stealthily through the corridors until they came to a heavily guarded door. Dapper peeked around the corner. Eight guards with machine guns in army vests and black leather pants. Greenlee pulled out his handgun. Okay, I'll take the ones on the right and wait. What does it matter what they're wearing? Dapper pulled out the black book and flipped through it. Because, my friend, if there are seven to ten guards with machine guns in army vests and black leather pants, then our best chances of winning is hand-to-hand combat using the Muay Thai fighting style. Really? Our, Our best chances isn't shooting them? No, no, we would only shoot them if there were, let's see, four or less guards wearing tight shirts and cargo pants. It's here in the book. Dapper stood up and walked toward the guards calmly. Any of you chaps have a light? And when he was close enough, he went all Muay Thai on them. Greenlee was able to shake off his astonishment with enough time to help him finish off the last three. Huh, all right, Greenlee. Take this key card right here from that fellow and go through this door. I'll loop around to the other side. See you in a jiffy. Dapper disappeared around the corner before Greenlee could even protest. Okay, 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 here we go, here we go. Greenlee opened the door and slyly slipped inside the control room. A large rocket with a nuclear warhead stood looming on the other side of the large molten cave. Dr. Poison stood next to a control board, yelling orders at a henchman. Greenlee stayed out of sight and opened the black book. He found the section entitled, Taking Down the Villain. Okay, let's see. Uh, Villain name, Dr. Poison. Here it is. Cross-reference that with a type of weapon of mass destruction. Rocket with nuclear warhead. There it is. And the temperature of the room? Um, hot. Okay, hot. Let's see. I'm supposed to walk up to him unarmed, ask for a beverage, and then tell a dad joke? What? That's ridiculous. Oh no, he started the launch. Oh, I don't have time for this nonsense. I've got to stop him right now. Greenlee drew his gun and stepped out into the open. Stop right there, Dr. Poison. Oh, Agent Dapper, I've been expecting you. Wait, wait, you're not Agent Dapper. Who are you? Agent Greenlee, now step away from the control board. Ah, a newbie, how how quaint. I I must properly introduce myself. See, I am Dr. Poison, and that's Hans, my henchman, standing right behind you. Before Greenlee could react, the henchman disarmed him, tied his hands together, and forced him to his knees. Newbies, am I right, Hans? Ah, I see you met my new partner, Dr. Poison. Agent Dapper came walking in calmly. Ah, Agent Dapper, see, there is a true professional. Hans, check him. Hans frisked Dapper. You think I'm armed? I'm I'm almost insulted. Just doing due diligence, especially with Agent Greeny over there. Where did you get him from? The vile, vile vest or something? Well, you are the most cordial evil villain I've ever met, and the most intelligent. Why, thank you. Oh, there are my manners. Can I get you anything as you watch the show? A A beverage would be delightful, actually. It's bloody warm in here. 
Hans, fetch us some spritzers. Yes, you see, the actual heat from the volcano is going to help my rocket reach the, its ultimate destination of the White House. Hans returned and handed both of them a glass of a refreshing-looking beverage. Oh, thank you, my good man. Dapper took a sip. <sighs> refreshing. The launch is about ready. Agent Dapper, would, would you like to say any words for this special occasion? Yes, actually, a, a toast to you. Dapper held up his drink. To a man who is like the Eiffel Tower. What, you don't know what you and the Eiffel Tower have in common? What? No, what, what do we have in common? You're both parasites. What? What do you mean, parasites? Pa oh! Oh, that's funny! Get it, parasite, sites of Paris! Oh! Oh! He clinked glasses with Dapper. While Dr. Poison was laughing, Dapper tossed his drink onto the control board. The board started to smoke and spark and malfunction. Oh no! What did you do? Dapper grabbed the machine gun away from Hans, pistol whipped him with it, and swept his legs. He pointed the gun at Dr. Poison and spoke into his earpiece. The nuke is secured. Send in the cavalry. As CIA agents took away Dr. Poison and his henchmen, Dapper cut the rope off of Greenlee's hands. Why so glum, chum? I'll, I'll never be as good as you. you. You make everything look so easy. I'll tell you the same thing I was told on my first day. Use the cheat codes. They were put together by people a lot more experienced than you. If you ever find yourself in a pinch, just follow the black book, my friend. It works every time. That's what I did by letting you go in to face Dr. Poison alone. What? Really? Yep. Says so in section 14. Training a newbie to replace you one day. And he gave Greenlee one of his comforting winks. All right, so the concept of the Spy's Black Book of Cheat Codes was based off of a new book that has come out called 52 Modern Manners for Today's Teens, written by Brooke Romney. And Brooke is my guest today. Brooke, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Joey. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, I was excited when you reached out to me and you're like, hey, I got this book. Would you like a copy? And I was like, uh, absolutely. Yes, that sounds amazing. And then I got the book and I was looking through it and I'm like, oh, this is incredible. I mean, everybody who listens to my podcast, you guys know I'm all about, uh, you know, secrets or manners or things that teens can do to make their life easier. And that's what this book seems to be, right? <laughs> Yeah. I just wanted a way for teenagers. I don't know. It seems like there's all these hidden things that if teens knew life could be so much simpler, easier, more successful. And I think sometimes we complicate it and it's really just like a few foundational things that can make teens just have a little bit more of a successful experience. Totally. We're besties now. We're besties. Done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Brooke, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm a writer. And I'm a speaker. I'm a mom of four boys, and three of those are teenagers. Um, we have a pretty, we've had pretty um, normal experiences, normal meaning really hard things, really good things, really medium things. Um, and what we've learned is how to keep relationships 
through the ups and downs and everything in between. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, this is, uh, everybody listening, teens, this is a lady who gets what you're going through. <laughs> she gets it. And I just, I love teenagers. I think they have an inner desire to be successful and I think they all have good hearts and they're just trying to figure out all the extras in order to be able to put themselves in situations um, where they can live their best life. And I also know that they make really poor decisions sometimes and I love them even more because of it, because of the growth and um, knowledge that comes from kind of rough times and bad decisions. And then I've seen people become really incredible and empathetic and motivated and passionate because of both the good and bad times. And so I'm just a huge fan of teens and, and what you go through and it's harder than what we went through, but you're also better than who we were. So Mm, I love that because do you hear what she said? She essentially said your teen years are the time when you're supposed to make bad decisions and good decisions and then some bad decisions and good and learn from them. It's all part of the journey. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that's one of the manners in the book, right? Right. <laughs> there's 52 there's, of them. There's, <laughs> yes. Yes. Being able to learn from those times. And also, you know, sometimes you just need like a little hint, a little help in order to know what to do in a situation or how to be a little bit better. And that's just what I wanted to gift to teens. It's simple, Um, But if you utilize and practice these things, I think it can really change your life because of the way it changes your relationships and the way you relate to the world. So, yeah, well, and that's why when I I read through this, I'm like, oh, my goodness, the story of a spy manual of cheat codes just like came to me. I'm like, oh, I got to write this short story. It's going to be so much fun. So what what did you think of the story? (laughs) I loved it. I loved it because it's so true, right? Like if we just all if we had a book that told us exactly what to do in every situation, it would make things so easy and make our path always successful. Um, And even if we have that book, sometimes we don't follow it and sometimes we don't believe it, but it's nice to have it there um, for when we're ready. So I loved it. Yeah. Well, it it was something that I was like, obviously teens, by the way, her book doesn't tell you, oh, if, you know, uh, someone leaves you on red or, you know, if somebody like, what, like makes fun of your shoes, do this. It's not that specific like the spy manual was in the story. However, these are definitely things that if you do, it will make your life easier. In fact, that's today's secret for an awesome life is that there are cheat codes in life. And if you use them, they will make your goals easier to accomplish. Well, Joey, let me tell you a little um, a little story too. So when I started um, publishing these, I had a girl reach out and she said, you know, it's interesting. I attended a really expensive private school um, in the Northeast. And these are all the things that they taught us. <laughs> and expensive private schools in the Northeast are looking to create the most successful kids and adults. And when she said that, I was just like, this light bulb went on. And I was like, yeah, you shouldn't have to go to a really expensive private school to be able to have like, you know, these secrets to be able to create a successful life. And so, yes, it's not specific. It doesn't tell you what to do in every step of the way. But like when you start incorporating this way of life, um, you will start seeing people respond to you in different ways. You'll see, you'll get really positive feedback, which will increase your confidence and allow you to be braver in situation after situation. 
And some of these things are kind of hard and some of them maybe are a little counterintuitive to what you want to do. Um, but if you start making them a part of your life, you're going to start seeing some big results that you would not have thought would come from such small things. Right. Yes. I, you call them manners. And I wanted to ask you why you picked the word manners, probably for the alliteration with modern, which I love, but, but why manners specifically? Um, I think we have to take it with modern manners because <laughs> we're not talking about like how to hold your fork or how to set a table. We're talking about modern manners, like how to interact with people online, how to like how to just get social norms. You know, for some people that comes really easily. For others, it's a little harder. So social norms, like those are modern manners. What to do um, like when you're interacting with somebody online, that's a modern manner. Um, how to show up in the world, in today's world, that's very different from manners from 50 years ago. You know, we're not yeah. talking about what dress to wear or if you should curtsy, you know, well, we're talking then, about... And back then, that was what like people said, this is how you'd be successful because this is what people are looking for, right? For you to wear the right clothes and use totally. the right forks and all this. But now that stuff is irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, that stuff doesn't matter. But those were the cheat codes back in the day. And we have new cheat codes today. And so I wanted to share those with people. Um, I've watched kids not have great manners and the effects that it has on them. And I've watched other kids that it just comes easily to. And when I say manners, I mean modern manners, social mm -hmm. norms. And life is just a lot easier. And I thought just because it doesn't come easily to someone doesn't mean life should be so much harder. Um, we got to be able to put these in writing so that kids can understand and utilize those and practice them and have the same success as someone who just like was gifted with the ability to understand social norms so easily. Right. I, in my program, when, when I work with teens, I call things like these soft skills, right? And right. these are soft skills, right? Mm -hmm. and when they're teaching hard skills, it's things like, you know, can you pass a math test or can you do history of that or whatever, right? Um, but these are soft skills. And in my professional opinion, from everything that I've seen, mastering soft skills like these will make you way more successful than scoring a 30 on the ACT, right? Or than uh, graduating with a 4.0. Uh, because if you graduate with a 4.0 or have a really high test score and you don't know how to do any of these soft skills or any of these modern manners, you are not going to go very far. Totally. I, I think it's, yeah, I, well, and we see a variety of people being insanely successful in our world people with education, without education, people who are super gifted and brilliant. And those who, you know, maybe are like rock bottom of their class in high school. Um, and the difference is who can relate to the world. And those are the types of people that people kind of are, gravi they gravitate toward. Mm -hmm. And if you're that type of a person, you can use any of your gifts, any of your talents and create a really successful life. Yeah. I love it. Let's, um, I want to go through and we're going to pick some of these at random. So I have the book cool. right here. Okay. There it is. And uh, we're going to do uh, what I call with, with my kids, Book of Mormon Baseball, but we're going to do it with your, with your book. Um, awesome. I'm, I'm going to flip through and I'm going to say pitch. And then I'm going to start flipping through and you say hit and then I'll stop. And then I'm going to read whatever is on that page. Okay. And, and when we call this a book, by the way, it's more like a flip chart that has like on every page, there's one manner. And then it lists what the manner is. And then it kind of explains it 
under it. And then on the back side of the flip chart is kind of a more in-depth explanation of it. Would you right. say that's correct? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. For those of you who are not readers, you could read this whole entire book in 15 minutes. Like, oh, yeah. Every totally. minute. So, yeah. Totally. All right. So here we go. I'm going to say pitch and I'm going to start flipping and then you okay. say hit when, when you're ready. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Right. Pitch. Hit. Oh. Uh. Ooh. This one is find a code word. Explain that to us. So one of the things that I think can be hard for teenagers um, in order to get out of yourself or be social is what if, you know, like those what ifs, like what if it doesn't go well? What if these friends do something I'm not comfortable with? What if I'm in a situation that's dangerous? And so finding a code word um, just means talking to your parents and settling on something that you could text them if things are uncomfortable or unsafe. Um, One of the things about this, if it's just uncomfortable and you can push through, do it. Like, not like, oh, I only know one person. That's a great opportunity to, you know, meet new people. Um, But if it's unsafe or if you're feeling, you know, um, like things aren't okay, then saying like, I text my, um, you could text your mom and say, you know, is, is Aunt Sally still coming over tomorrow? And that's your code word. Aunt Sally is your code word. And she says, she is. Why don't I come pick you up so we can like get ready for her to be here? And then she comes to pick you up and it just keeps you not only like physically safe, but mentally and emotionally safe. As long as you don't overuse it just because it's an uncomfortable situation. <laughs> right. This is amazing. So when I saw this one, me and my mom did this. Now, mm-hmm. back then we didn't have phones that we would text back and forth. Right. I, I would call her up or she would call or whatever. And we didn't have a code word, which would have been so much easier because our yeah. system was my mom just said, start answering the question like wrongly, right? Just start answering oh, okay. different questions, right? Yeah. And she'd be like, how's everything going? And I'd be like, oh, two o'clock, you know? And then it took her a couple of times and she'd be like, wait, I mean, wait, how's everything going? Uh, you know, yesterday or whatever. And she'd be like, do you want me to come pick you up? And I'd be like, yes, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then yeah. she'd be like, oh, yeah, totally. And then like, I, I would use this sometimes with friends, sometimes at school or whenever it was. And um, then that, that was kind of our code, but this sounds a, a lot simpler. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's easy. And it's one of those things that, you know, helps both parents and teenagers feel really good about it. Love so. that. Love that. Let's do another one. Let's do another one. Okay. All right. Here we go. Pitch. Hit. Be on time. Why? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so being on time shows other people that you value their time. And when you help people understand that you value them, they in turn enjoy you and they begin to value you. And so it's, this is something that's really simple, but things to think about, like sometimes being late is fine. And I'll give you an example of why you want to make sure that this is in your brain. Um, Being late every now and then is okay as long as you communicate it with people. So my husband was doing an interview for someone um, at his company and the guy had, they were supposed to meet for an interview at noon. And at 12.05, the guy texted my husband and said, I'm so sorry, I can't find my keys. Can I, like, can we, can we meet like as soon as I find him? And my husband said, had he texted me at 11.40 and said, I am so sorry. I can't find my keys. The interview that happens to people. Mistakes happen. No big deal. But because he texted me at 1205, 
it wasn't okay. And the guy didn't get an interview and he didn't get the job um, because he wasn't valuing my husband's time. There's nothing wrong with overlooking things, making mistakes, you know, those types of things, but being able to communicate that. So what I say in the tip is it's okay to be late every once in a while. Just communicate that you're going to be late. And then when you get there, tell someone, thank you for waiting for me, acknowledge it. And then, but if you're habitually late, then we need to start problem solving. If you're late to school every single day, then do you need to shower at night? Can you set your alarm 10 minutes earlier? Like what systems can you put into place so you're not habitually late? Sometimes when you begin driving, you underestimate how long it will take to get somewhere. And what happens is if you're the one that's always late, you got to be really awesome for people to continue to invite you <laughs> because you kind of have like, you know, a little check mark against you. Like, do we want them to come? They're not very reliable. You know, they're always late. I can't count on this person. You know, if I need someone to help me, I don't want to ask them. And that can hurt relationships. And so if this is something that you can do, it's really kind of a simple thing. And if you start it young and you just have a habit of being on time, um, you're known as somebody who's reliable, someone you want around, and that helps you in every social situation and, and work. So. Yeah, and professional because you'll be top yeah. of mind for people. Oh yeah, we want Brooke. You know, like when yeah. you're thinking, well, who do we want on our team? Well, we got to get Brooke. She's always punctual. She's on time. She's reliable, and they yeah. might not even know why they're saying that. But mm-hmm. but it's going to trace back to something like this where you're always on time. You're there, and you're reliable. Yep. And I love what you said when it's like we don't want to text people that we're late. Right, teens? Have you ever done that where you're like, oh, I'm going to be late, but I don't want to tell them yeah. I'm going to be late. So then you totally. don't text them till you're already late. And then I once dated a girl that would lie in her text and be like, oh yeah, I'm just getting to the parking lot. It's already 20 minutes late. And she says, I'm just <laughs> getting to the parking lot. And I'd go, okay, that means she's just left her house. Like, totally. Because that's what you would do. Oh, and, and in her head, she's like, well, by the time he probably reads, I'm probably going to be getting to the parking lot. And she was so unreliable. It didn't work out. Uh, yes. <laughs> and, and you would have appreciated her saying, hey, I'm, I'm running late. I'll be leaving my house in 20 minutes. And for me, that's nice too, because I'm like, oh, cool. I can sit in my car and I can like reply to some emails or I won't leave quite yet. I'll, you know, make mm-hmm. my bed and finish some stuff up at home if they text you early enough, but if you're already there and you're stuck and you're just sitting at a table waiting for someone to show up, like you're kind of out of luck for doing anything that you would like uh-huh. to do. So yeah. Yeah. And especially with your friends guys, yes. Text them, them even as, Oh man, I, I was, I got lost binge watching a show. I'm so sorry. Let them know ahead of time. I'm on my way now. Right. Like totally. I thought that was awesome. Um, yes. man, I would love to do it for all of these, but we, we are out of time. And um, I do want to end with you letting us know, uh, first off, where can they get this book? Okay, you can get it on Amazon. And you can also get it if you're in Utah, you can get it at Costco. Um, They should be restocked soon. Um, Ask them if they're not out, um, if they can check when they'll be restocked or if they have some in the back. And then Amazon and Deseret Book. No, Deseret Book too. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I was walking through Costco the other weekend and I saw these. I'm like, ah, hey, I'm going to talk with her next week. This is great. You know, so, so fun. Super awesome. And then where can people find you if somebody was like, oh man, she sounds awesome. You said you're a speaker. If they want you to speak at an event or if they want to reach out to you for any reason, yeah. where can they find you? So um, I'm really active on Instagram at Brooke Romney Writes. Um, yeah, I have some great lists of podcasts that Joey's on. I've got book lists, audiobooks. 
Um, I try to do things that teens would enjoy in conversations that might be relevant to teens or their parents. So I would love for you to join me there. Yeah, that, that was actually when I kind of first got introduced to Brooke. Is that somebody said, Joey, you made Brooke's list of top like uh, podcasts for teens. And I'm like, oh, I what? I did? Who's Brooke? You know, and then <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness. And then I started going through. I'm like, Brooke's is awesome. And I love your your uh, right now it's November, right? So she has Christmas gifts, best Christmas gifts for teens or for girls, for boys, for missionaries, right? And things like that. I, I yeah. love those because I, I never know what to get for myself. Or for other people who are teens. Yeah. So a list is <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for letting me, thanks for letting me come on and chat. And you know, I love what you do and the way you help teens just navigate things a little bit better. Are you a teen who wants more help with your anxiety? Then you need to join the firmly founded teen. It's the only coaching membership of its kind made just for teens with multiple teen life coaches at your fingertips weekly events, monthly prizes, and one-on-one coaching. We talk about all kinds of things that teens deal with, from anxiety to socializing tips to how to stop procrastinating and how to build better relationships. The first 30 days are free to try out. So go to firmlyfounded.com teen to learn more.